I'm Maria Ramsey. And I'm Anna Barnard, and you're listening to Never Wear Boring Socks. Welcome back to Never Wear Boring Socks. Our donation campaign for the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund is still happening. It's happening through the end of 2017. Uh, So for every review we get through the end of 2017, we'll donate a dollar to the Relief Fund. So please consider leaving a review on iTunes. This week, um, we're going to be touching on the topic of nostalgia. So we'll briefly discuss the experiences that we have had with nostalgia and um, some of the feelings that we associate with it. And then we're going to explore the positive benefits of it and how we can actually use nostalgia to improve our lives, which is something that I've learned about recently. So I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, me too. But before we do that, um, Maria, what socks are you wearing today? I am wearing some sort of dark tealish socks. I feel like I might have worn these for the podcast before. I'm not sure. But they have some kind of ribbing around the arches and they have some pink designs at the top that are vaguely snowflake-esque. And I had a snow day today. I work in schools and they all had snow days, all the schools that I was supposed to be at. So I got to stay home. So these are nice, cozy socks that felt appropriate for a snow day. Nice. You finally got snow in Massachusetts. I know. That's exciting. And now it's kind of raining, which is gross. Yeah. It was pretty for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jealous of your snow day. In Minnesota, we never get snow days. I know. Ever. I don't know if I've ever had a snow day. I've had a couple cold days where it was like negative 30 wind chill. Mm-hmm. It's probably good you didn't go in then. Yeah, that was good. But I am yeah, jealous I don't think we're as day. equipped to deal with the winter weather as you are. <laughs> Slash, it's half the time that it's snowing, it's like slush, freeze, sleet, raining. Right, that's a problem. And it's really icy and dangerous. Yeah, that's problematic. Like today. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had your socks to keep you warm. Me too. And what socks are you wearing, Anna? So I tried to pick some sort of holiday-themed socks, but I don't really have any holiday socks with me at college. I don't have that many holiday socks. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. I have some (laughs) at home. But um, I picked a pair of socks that were probably the closest to holiday socks that I have because they have like little glittery stripes on them, which I thought was kind of holiday-y. So that sounds fun. They're like tan and brown and gray, which is not very holiday, but it's got like nice stripes and kind of like zigzaggy patterns. And then it's got some glittery doodads and they're knee high socks. Nice. Glittery doodads. Yeah. That always sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) So those are my socks. Nice. Oh, 
Okay, so transitioning into our discussion about nostalgia, before we kind of delve deep into it, I want to just kind of talk about how we associate or define nostalgia just like right off the bat. Um, So Maria, like what, like how would you describe nostalgia and what feelings do you often associate with it? I would describe it as looking back at the past, usually in sort of a wistful way that you remember it fondly, that you miss something. So I associate it with, like, sadness, I guess, not deep sadness, but sadness that you've moved on, that you've lost something from the past. That's mostly what I associate with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I've generally associated um, nostalgia. I've generally thought of it as kind of like a melancholy thing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. nice. That's a good word. Yeah, it's nice in that, like, you get to look back on things that you've done, but it's, like, frustrating that you, like, can't be doing them now or whatever. So I've always kind of associated it with melancholy. Um, And are there any, like, particular instances like when you experience nostalgia maria i think a lot of times it's when something in particular reminds me of a certain time in my past like a certain place or sensory experiences like a certain smell or taste that reminds me or a sound that makes me think of like when i was in high school or when i was in kindergarten and then I remember the good things about it and start feeling kind of nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I something that I have been noticing recently and that I think applies to both of us is that nostalgia is very acute in transitions because mm-hmm. you're moving away from an old thing into a new thing. Um, and so especially now, like I'm just entering finals week. I just had my last day of classes today of the semester. And I just want to go home for the holidays. Um, So I'm feeling very nostalgic for, like, holiday traditions, friends that I'm not seeing right now. Um, But that's also kind of, like, getting me through the week because I get to do those things when I get home. I mean, it's it's not the same when you're a little kid. I think there is a sense of, like, growing up and it's different. But it is, like, a nice thing to look back on, too. But I've been noticing that a lot lately. Yeah, I think you're right that it has a lot to do with transitions or that it feels maybe a little stronger during periods of transition. I wonder if part of that is because when you're in a really transitional time, you haven't necessarily established new patterns of behavior and routines and traditions, which makes you feel a little bit unsettled and maybe more like looking back more fondly at times when you did feel more settled and secure in those ways. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And one other thing that I'm kind of curious about with nostalgia is, I don't know, this something that brings up this question for me is um, how we talked about dreams and how you dream very much in color and I don't Mm -hmm. dream in color. And this is a little different, but I'm just curious as to, like, I don't know if we can really answer this, but whether or not people, like, experience nostalgia in the same way or, like, 
different ways or if they remember like the same kinds of experiences as other people. I don't know. That's a good question. I think, yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question. I feel like people who are maybe focused on certain senses might remember things differently. Like since I am a visual person who's very focused on color, those are important aspects of my memories. And because of that, also important aspects of my nostalgia. So I wonder, like, if somebody was less focused on visuals, maybe they would remember things less visually. Right. Yeah. And well, I also think it's I thought it was interesting that you said the experiences that you feel most nostalgic in are the ones where, like, you're reminded of something um, like a sense of smell or something visual. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's like true for me, but I definitely feel like it's more when I have an acute sense of um like wanting something else or um oh what's the word just like wanting to be in a different situation and so like yeah like i go back to that and so i don't know i wonder if like different things like different triggers work for us for nostalgia i don't know if that's the right word but like different things kind of yeah turn that switch on for us probably and probably that depends on different like situations of the your life that you might be more nostalgic for. Yeah. Like I don't know if a smell would make me nostalgic for high school. <laughs> right. I don't really remember any particularly yeah. memorable smells, but you know, like a friend's house, like a particular friend's house, I definitely remember some smells and I'll like smell something that smells like my best friend's house from sixth grade. And it's like, Ooh, like it it smells like I'm at Jenna's house. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I think we'd have to like do a survey or something. Yeah. And I think a lot of times nostalgia is a, like going back to what you said, it has a lot to do with, wanting to be in a different place or time than you are now, I think kind of inherent in the feeling of nostalgia is uh, a little bit of being not present in the current moment and not maybe appreciating all of the things about your current moment because you're wishing that you were in some other time. Right, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I looked up. Oh, wait. No, I'm going to go somewhere else first. Okay. I'm going to do this first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so continuing on this line of what like causes nostalgia. For you, Maria, what are some of, like, the outcomes of nostalgia? Like, ultimately, when you are nostalgic, how does that, like, make you feel or affect your actions? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like it usually makes me feel kind of sad or melancholy, like you said, I think is a good word. And I feel like it encourages maybe not always the 
most useful and positive actions for me because I'm not really thinking about moving forward into what I really want to be doing in this moment. I'm thinking about going backward, which I can't really do. So it puts me in a weird, like, stuck place. And I I feel like it puts me in a situation where I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like I need to do something to make myself feel better because it makes me feel weird and kind of sad. But I can't go back to that time that I'm thinking about. And it doesn't leave me with a plan to move forward. Right. Yeah. No, I relate to that a lot. And that's, like, kind of how I have always felt about nostalgia as well. The idea that... Looking back on this, it's nice, but it's frustrating because you can't, like, have it again, and it's never going to be like that again, which is just, mm-hmm. it makes you sad. But I want to kind of get into some research I did on nostalgia before um, we had this discussion. And I, like you said, I kind of associate it with, like, unproductive actions, um, feelings of sadness, and not feelings of like motivation or anything um but i did a little research and if i just like looked up nostalgia on google google tells me that nostalgia is a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past typically for a period or place with happy personal associations so that's like kind of what we talked about already but like what i find really striking about this is that there's no mention of melancholy or sadness in this definition um and we talked about this a little bit beginning but i like how it focused on like affection instead of like it doesn't talk about like bitterness for the past or anything like that it's Mm -hmm. it's like you're really glad that you had those experiences um although i think there's some sadness implied in the sentimental longing like that sounds sad to me and wistful also that's true that's true yeah so we can agree on the fact that nostalgia is a complex thing definitely yeah i don't know if we can nail it down to one thing i don't think so (laughs) i don't think that's what we're trying to do here (laughs) um but yeah i like i found this article from the new york times which i thought was really interesting And it talks about how nostalgia is really good for us, which I, like, never thought about before. I always thought... Me neither. That's so interesting. Yeah. I always thought nostalgia was, like, it was nice to look back on stuff, but ultimately it was, like, pretty unproductive because it just distracts us from what we're actually doing. And like you said, it prevents us from moving forward. Um... And originally, okay, this is kind of hilarious to me, Um, nostalgia, when it was originally, like, discovered or, like, the term was coined, I think, by, like, some Swiss scientist, um, he described it as a neurological disease of essentially demonic cause. That's so strange. Yeah. Was there any reason as to why it was a demonic cause? I don't know. It just seems very uh, extreme. Very. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, it's okay. Well, I'm reading the article. It says here, um, this guy, his name was Johannes Hoffer. He was Swiss. He's a doctor. And he coined the term in 1688. And he said that, um, it says that 
nostalgia was prevalent among Swiss mercenaries, and they said it was like that's what it was, and they had damage to their eardrums and brain cells by what? the unremitting clanging of cowbells in the Alps. And that caused the nostalgia? I think it's saying... The cowbells? I think it's saying that, <laughs> like, the fact that they, like, still heard it was, like, evidence of nostalgia. But I don't really think that's how nostalgia works. That sounds very bizarre. I agree. I'm not sure about this explanation. <laughs> I know. I don't buy into this. And, yeah, this seems silly it's to me. It's kind of fascinating, though. It is, yeah, that that was, like, the original definition of nostalgia. Yeah. But, no, like, other people have done research on it, and they say that it's good for us. Um, it combats loneliness, boredom, and anxiety. And, like, what I really got out of this and what I think is really interesting about it is that it says that nostalgia helps us make our, make our lives seem more meaningful. Um because we get to look back on these experiences and realize that like we have had these positive memories and moments in our lives and like that's ultimately what like makes up like the meaning of our lives and so i thought that was really interesting and i think that kind of goes along with the idea of like perspective and that if you look at nostalgia in the light of it's like distracting to us and it doesn't allow us to move forward then it is this unproductive thing but allowing it to be this thing that provides meaning for us um, puts it in, like, an entirely different light, at least for me. I think that's so interesting. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the perspective that you're, like, kind of looking at the nostalgia through or where it's coming from makes a big difference. Because I think that certain kinds of looking backward toward the past can definitely... Like, if you get too caught up in the past, that's not good. Because like I said before, it kind of prevents you from moving forward and just makes you sad that you're not there anymore. But I like what what you said about making life more meaningful, because I do think our memories are really important and they really shape our experience of the present also. I guess I just wouldn't have necessarily put that idea, like positive memories being a positive part of our current experience. I don't know that I would have connected that with nostalgia just because I have more negative, melancholy sort of connotations with nostalgia. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's a question of like, not calling it nostalgia, but looking at it yeah. <laughs> differently and saying, like, these positive memories are positively affecting me instead of I am have sentimental longing for them. Yeah. Sentimental longing sounds more poetic, though. It does. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just refer to it as that. Yeah. <laughs> I have sentimental longing for the carefree days of my youth. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was asking Ben, my brother, about the days of his youth earlier today mm -hmm. and dancing around the house as I was asking him. He thought I was really crazy. <laughs> well, I I don't think you're crazy. That sounds Thanks. like something I would do. Yeah. This is because we have similar personalities. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, another little fact that 
I found really interesting about nostalgia, which is very applicable now, is that nostalgia literally makes you feel warmer. Hmm. So <laughs> it's the research says that feelings of nostalgia are more common on cold days and that people in colder rooms are more likely to nostalgize than people who are in warmer rooms. Do they have any explanation for why that might be? I don't know. I think this is just like some results that they've found. And I think part of it might be the fact that like what they've seen is that nostalgia for a lot of people does provide like a sense of optimism even if it's, like, subconscious or something, because, again, we have very different associations with it. Um, But I think you were talking about this sense of, like, security that comes with nostalgia, Mm -hmm. even if it is, like, kind of a bittersweet thing. And so I'm wondering if that makes you feel, like, warmer. So if anything, nostalgia can also be, like, a survival tactic. Yeah, like some subconscious thing that your body is doing to keep you warmer. Yeah, so if you're you're freezing... Wow. Think about... uh, your youth. As Marie I mean, said. I do, I guess, when I'm thinking about something that makes me feel warm and fuzzy, it like actually does feel kind of warm. Right. I think that's why we say that. It's kind of a, like a, a radiating warm feeling in my body. Exactly. That's really fascinating. I think so, too. Hmm. Yeah. So, and I never made that connection before either. Maybe warm and fuzzy is literally warm and fuzzy. Are you hopefully. literally fuzzy? Are you growing fuzz when you're feeling nostalgic? <laughs> I don't know Too if I, weird. <laughs> I don't know if I can attest to that. I'm sorry. I, can, I got the warm part covered, though. Okay. Well, we'll have to look into fuzzy next. We will. Listeners, let us know if you feel fuzzy, if you get any fuzz, if you start turning into a peach or something. Oh, that'd be good. There, I feel like there are worse things to be. True. True. Than a peach. Like we said before, just be a juicy ripe peach. Right. Because there's somebody who doesn't like peaches anyway, so be the ripest, juiciest peach. Exactly. And the fuzziest peach. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Did you have anything else that you found in your research, Anna, that you want to touch on? Yeah, there was one other thing that I found really interesting. um, And it talked about how I think this is really key in how we experience nostalgia is that I think a lot of the reasons um, or a lot of times um, in which nostalgia feels like sad to us or melancholy is when we compare it to our current situation. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm sitting here and I'm like, wow, I really wish I was like in kindergarten because then I wouldn't have to do finals. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because then it can get really unproductive, I think. And or at least less productive than if you don't compare it to things. Um, and you do get this kind of sense of of wistfulness, but in a way that just kind of, like, hinders you from moving forward, like you were talking about. But it talks about how when you don't compare your past experience to other things, um, when you 
nostalgize and just think about the past and you're like, wow, that was really great. Um, and I'm really glad I had that experience. And you kind of can like conjure those positive feelings that you had in that experience without um, being bitter about like the experience you're having now. That's when it's like most productive um, and helpful to your life. Um, and that's again, another example of when you can look back on things and think like, wow, my life has really been meaningful because of like these experiences. Um, and so recognizing those experiences as the, like what has contributed to your life rather than like wishing it was still happening. Um, and so I think like the way that we have viewed nostalgia has been this like comparison, um, stimulated by like wanting to be out of the situation we're in. But it also can be a sense of, again, like this affection for the past without necessarily wanting to like leave your your present. And Mm -hmm. that's like when it's most helpful to us. And which I thought was really interesting because that gives me a totally different perspective on nostalgia. Um, Because I think I do use it in a way to like kind of escape from my present experiences. But knowing that it can have these benefits to me when I just look back on things because they were really good and I can just kind of like relive them again um, and be happy with them and not necessarily take that away from like my present moment, then I think I can use nostalgia in like a a better way for my life. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I think if you're, if you're not comparing, then you're, memories are enriching your life as a whole but if you're comparing then you're diminishing the good in your current life in comparison and i think what is interesting about this for me i was thinking about nostalgia before we recorded and one of the things that i was thinking about is that i'm often nostalgic for a feeling Like, maybe what I'm thinking of is the situation that evoked that feeling, but what I really want is to feel the way that I did at some other time. You know, like, I want to feel carefree and not so bogged down with so many responsibilities. Like, that's what makes me feel nostalgic for being really young. So I was thinking about like ways that we can use our like ways that we can reframe our nostalgia to make it more helpful. So I think one thing that we could do, like you said, Oh, is to like, think about, think about your past enriching your present instead of trying to compare it. So that's one way you can reframe it. And then another way that I'm thinking might be useful to, look at our nostalgia is to maybe think about what feeling we want to feel and see if we can find another way that is like more practical in our current life to feel a similar feeling. I haven't really tried that, but this is something that occurred to me that I feel like could be really useful if I applied it. That's really interesting. I haven't even thought about that. Um, and I totally agree with you that, like, oftentimes nostalgia is just us trying to manifest this this feeling from our past selves or experiences. Um, but I feel like that's a really um, 
interesting way to actually like act upon nostalgia because i think a lot of times nostalgia for us is like this passive thing and it's like oh it's nice to think about this um whether it's like a positive or negative thing for you um but it's very much like i can't change it like i can't go back to it and i can't recreate it necessarily but i think this allows us to at least recreate part of it even if it's in a different setting like we have to accept obviously that we're never going to like experience the exact same thing again that we experienced whenever but maybe trying to like manifest like the best feelings in our lives in different ways is the secret to yeah and i think prolonged joyfulness i don't know that's really interesting yeah well and like the point of nostalgia i think is that they are positive feelings that we would like to probably bring into our current experience. So. Something to think about. Yeah. No, I think that... I'm going to try that in the future. I think I will too. That's really helpful. Maybe we should, like, make a a plan and then update. Yeah, follow up. Like, the next yeah. time that we're feeling nostalgic. Try to identify the feeling that you're after, that you're missing, and then try to identify something that you can do to feel closer to that feeling. Yeah. Well, and something that's I've actually like been noticing that recently is so I right now I'm really nostalgic for home and especially the holiday season at home. And luckily, this feeling will go away pretty soon because I will get to go home and experience the holidays at my home. But I am nostalgic for, like, the lead-up to the holidays that I'm not experiencing while I'm at home. And some things that have made me feel um, closer to home is um, just, like, decorations and things that I would usually have in my house. And so I'm trying to, like, get some decorations in my room. Um, There's a lot of Christmas trees around campus right now, but there's this one Christmas tree in the music building that I walk by almost every day. And it is a real Christmas tree, so it smells really good, and that smells like home to me. Mm-hmm. And so, even though it does make you kind of, like, sad and reminiscent, it also, like, recreates this feeling for you. Um, and so, I think that is really important and helpful. Yeah. And there's the sensory thing again, the smell right. bringing you back to and your memories of home. Yeah. And one other sensory thing I want to talk about um, that I th- I'm sure both of us can relate to is that one of the things that makes me most nostalgic, um, but in like a completely different way than just like thinking about past experiences, is music. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's not like m- just musicians who experience this. I'm sure everyone experiences this. Um, but like a lot of the music that I have on like my old iPod Nano is music that I listen to on like road trips on in in past summers and so when I listen to those I have like this huge feeling of like being in the car and like going up to our cabin mm-hmm. and um and oftentimes that's like a very positive thing for me I mean sometimes it's like oh I wish I could just be doing that right now um but I feel like music has always been like a more positive nostalgia for me do you have anything to say about that I definitely experience nostalgia triggered by music. I don't know that it's necessarily more of a positive thing for me because I, it can make me miss certain parts of my life. 
because I'll hear a song and be like, oh, yeah, that was this summer when I was doing that and it was really fun. So it makes me feel a little sad that that's not happening anymore. But it's also really fun to hear those songs and bring yourself back to those memories that you might not have been thinking about otherwise. So in that way, I've experienced it in a positive light. Yeah. No, and I think, like, one of the reasons why it has been a more positive thing is because, like, sitting down and thinking about a past memory and being like, oh, that was really great. Um, It's very, like, difficult to manifest that feeling in real time, I feel like. But if you're listening to mm-hmm. music, even though, like, you like this song comes on and you're like, oh, I listened to that and whenever and I miss that a lot. The thing is, like, music always generates, like, an instant emotion. So e- That's a really good point. So even if, like, you're feeling nostalgic for this other thing, if it's, like, this happy, upbeat song, like, you're still going to feel that way. So, I mean, like, obviously, yeah. if you listen to, like, this really sad song, and <laughs> you're, like, also nostalgic, then I feel like it's just, like, even worse. Yeah. But a lot of the songs that I listen to are, like, show tunes stuff like that and so i'll be listening to that mm-hmm. and i'll be like oh that reminds me of this but like i also just love this song in general so at least like i still get to listen to it and even though i'm not there like it's giving me this positive feeling like right now so i don't know maybe that that's why it's been a more positive thing for me is that music like gives you this like emotional rush no matter what you're doing i feel mm-hmm. like that's like one of those few things in life that does that can like switch yeah. your mood around on a dime Right. That's crazy to me how much power music has over our emotions. I love it. And we've talked about before how sometimes when we're in a bad mood, like the quickest way to turn it around is to listen to a song that makes us feel good. Right. So I think that really speaks to the emotional power of music. So that's a really interesting thought that maybe that's why it's more positive because it does get you into that mood quickly. Right. Maybe you don't have to go do a thing to get yourself into that mood so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm still I'm still gonna think a lot about your suggestion to like recreate that feeling because even though music can like create these positive feelings, I feel like it's a whole different ballgame to manifest this feeling in a different way because i think what's also so great about that is that then you even though it's not like this experience that you had in the past it's the same feeling and it's like wow then this experience that i'm having is like even better because of that like if that makes sense um like if you're able to manifest this past feeling with a new experience i feel like that only Mm -hmm. like adds to it and it does so in a way that, like, music can't necessarily just, like, generate randomly. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think music could be a tool to use if you decide. Definitely, yeah. On a feeling that you're trying to get to. And then you identify a song that's going to make you feel that way. I think that could be a helpful tool. But I'm not sure that that's necessarily a long-term solution if this is, like, a more... Um, widespread case of nostalgia that you're just generally feeling really nostalgic for a certain part of your life you might have to take more active 
action. Right. To feel the effects long term. I don't know, but that's kind of my my thought. Yeah. Right now. Well, we'll have to do some experimenting and get back to you all. Definitely. On what exercises and actions work for us. Yeah. Because I feel like if I could do that. that researcher. Yeah. I feel like if I could do that, my life would be so much different and so interesting. Yeah. This. This is a topic that Anna suggested today, and I'm really glad that you did because it's not something that I like really think about in depth very much. So I haven't really tried to utilize nostalgia in a positive way. It just is a thing that happens. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad. Now I'm going to move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like I coming into this discussion, too. I didn't have the the mindset that like I'm going to research nostalgia so i can use it as a tool in my life or whatever i mean like i kind of just wanted to talk about it and my my original intention was like it does make us feel sad so how can like it not make us feel sad but not only can it we have it not make us feel sad like we can use it to like alter our experiences in this positive way which is really Mm -hmm. fascinating to me yeah I think nostalgia can also maybe be a clue to what you're missing in your life. So that could be a feeling that you're missing, but also like maybe there's some aspect of your life that feels lacking or out of balance now that was more present in your life in a past period of your life. So maybe it would be useful to identify Like, I felt more connected to a community of friends at that point. So maybe that's what I should work on to have less negative nostalgia Mm. or something along those lines. That's really interesting. Like, nostalgia is kind of sending you a message. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because I think our emotions send us a lot of messages. Yeah, for sure. Well, and there's definitely times when I'm nostalgic for something and I'm just like, well... That I just that was really nice and I can't go back to it, but like it's nice to think about it. But there's also times where I'm really nostalgic for something because I'm like really busy with something else and I feel like I can't enjoy this other thing um, because I don't have time for it. And it'll be like, Mm -hmm. oh, what about that one time when like I was able to read every day? So I'm like, maybe you just need to make time to read every day. Like that's something that you can do. Yeah. And even though like, Part of that is longing for this past time when I when I did have the time to do it. I I think like that's another thing where you have to apply that feeling in your life currently and you have to like take the action to do that. And so it's not just the time that you're nostalgic for, but it's also like what you were doing. So maybe it's not just feelings you yeah. have, but it's like the actions you took to to have them. And that's not necessarily like time specific. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And like maybe there's some modified way that you can experience those feelings or take those actions that like maybe you wouldn't do it in the same way as if you were seven years old. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Well, and one other thing that kind of ties along with this and like how we can use nostalgia to improve our lives is um, there's something called anticipatory nostalgia, which is when um, because now we know that nostalgia can have positive effects on our lives. We should try to create more positive experiences that are nostalgia worthy. 
so we can nostalgize on them later. <laughs> so, which I think, I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but I think it's it like motivates. It's just one more motivator to like have a positive mindset in as many experiences yeah. as you can. Yeah, because I think when you have, no matter what's happening, if your outlook is is positive in what you're doing, then you're gonna have a fonder memory of it, and then that's something that you can look back on with um a good degree of of meaningfulness again saying wow because uh, i mean you probably won't remember it this way but because you had a positive mindset in this experience you got something positive out of it and that contributed to the overall meaningfulness of your life so i feel like there's this sense that like we have some control over like what we get to have nostalgia about because like we're always creating our own experiences i mean obviously there's like random factors all the time that are affecting it but I think a lot of it is is PMA. It all exactly. comes back to PMA. So PMA. See, this is just like we're just trying to brainwash you about PMA. This is really our our one goal. But it's helpful brainwashing. It's exactly. to improve your life. Yeah, it's it's good brainwashing. Yeah. Trust us. <laughs> so yeah, I I feel like I'm gonna go forward with like a renewed sense of optimism and like motivation to have PMA because now it also ties into nostalgia which actually is good for us yeah my mind is blown mine too there's so many facets to nostalgia that I had never even thought about before anticipatory nostalgia very nice yeah so Another exercise we could use. Right. Yeah. So, speaking of exercises that you can use to utilize nostalgia... Um, or view it in a different way, we would love to hear from our listeners about whether this discussion on nostalgia changed your outlook on it. So have you already used nostalgia to improve your life? Let us know your experiences with nostalgia, and if you have any particularly fond memories that you always go back to. And then building off what we just talked about, are there ways that you can bring those positive feelings or experiences or actions into your current life? Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, everyone already knows all of this about nostalgia, and we're just in the dark. And so maybe all our listeners That's always a possibility. are like, well, we already have all these things that we do. Get with it. Right. So if you, But anyway, we learned a lot from we this did. conversation. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you're one of those people, please share with us what you do already. We're really curious. Yes, please. Yeah. Maria, do you have a quote for us this week? I do. I have a quote from Anatole France. I do not speak French, so I'm not sure if that's exactly how you pronounce it. He's French. He's a French writer. Um, and he said, All changes, even the most longed for, have their melancholy. For what we leave behind... For what we leave behind us is a part of ourselves. We must die to one life before we can enter another. And I really like this because I think we can sometimes get caught up in the 
our fondness for the past and our thoughts that the some past situation was better than our current situation, which was one of the things that we talked about today. But I like that he's reminding us that you kind of you have to move on from certain experiences, even if they're good experiences to to grow and move on to something new to a new part of your life. Yeah. No, I really like that. Um, this kind of reminds me, I don't know why, but this is making me think of, um, cause he says like, you have to die in one life to get to another. Um, and this is just reminding me of the fact that like, apparently like every seven years or something, you have like no cells that you had in your body like seven years before so like also just like physically like you're like you're this new person you're taking like this new set of cells with you and this like new set of experiences but there's also just like parts of you that you always keep i don't know it just kind of reminds me of like the complex continuity of things like you are always moving forward and like you do have to let go of these things but it's also not saying like you should forget your other memories i mean that's always like gonna be with you um but it does have this sense of like progress and like yeah you got to keep going um even if you've got sad nostalgia yeah and i like he's i like that he starts with all changes even the most longed for so right that means like maybe you're stepping into some situation or place where you're stepping into something bigger, more aligned with what you feel like you should be doing, what feels right to you. But there's still going to be this sense of leaving something behind, which can be sad. But we just have to accept that, I think, if we want to move on and create new experiences. Right. Yeah, for sure. No, I like it. I think it definitely attests to... It, it does justice to like the complexity of all of this which i appreciate a yeah lot. yeah yeah i really like that you have been listening to never wear boring socks um next week we will be exploring the topic of traditions because it's the holiday season we're kind of just in a holiday mood if you haven't noticed from like our past few episodes <laughs> but there's a lot of interesting stuff we can talk about with the holiday seasons coming upon us so we're going to touch about we're going to touch on traditions and their place in our lives so tune in and i'm really fascinated by traditions in general not just holiday traditions right so i'm really excited to talk about this and if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe to us on itunes stitcher or google play and leave a review on itunes Remember that your review pays it forward as we're donating to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund for each review we get in 2017. You can find show notes for this episode at mariacatherine.com slash podcast slash 017. And Catherine is spelled K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E. And please get in touch with us. We really would like to get to know our listeners. You can send us an email at neverwearboringsocks at gmail.com or find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at neverwearboringsocks and on Twitter at noboringsocks. Um, we'd like to send many thanks to Ben Ramsey, the cheese beast, for being our audio editor and um, a big thank you to him and Martha Barnard for assisting in the composition of our wonderful music. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And remember to never wear boring socks. Never wear boring socks.
remember that your review pays it forward as we're donating to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund for each review. Review. We <laughs> can I start over? <laughs> I like that one. I think we should Thank keep you. that one. <laughs> you put it in the bloopers. Yeah, there we go. Remember that your review pays it forward as we're donating to the Hispanic Federation's Hurricane Relief Fund for each. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> oh no! I believe in you. Okay, here we go. Take three. <laughs> I'm really tired. I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I'm having a laughing fit. <laughs> it's okay. Remember that your review pays it. <laughs> okay, Maria. Once you do this, you can go to bed. <laughs> Do you want to try saying it? Yeah, I can do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Remember that your review pays it forward as we're donating to... Ugh, I can't say it either. Oh, my God. It's cursed. It's, it's cursed. cursed. <laughs> wow. Okay. Here we go. 